It's Monday. Don't you press that snooze button. It's time to get up and let's make this happen. Monday Matters Podcast with Pastor Rashad Burden. If you need to follow him, go ahead and hit him up on Instagram, Pastor Burden, or send him an email at pastorburden at iclouds.com. Let's get into today's message. John 9, starting at verse 1, I'm reading your hearing from the New International Version. It says, as he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it in the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man (laughs) who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, no, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes opened, they asked. He replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and then I could see. Where is this man, they asked. I don't know, he said. They brought to the Pharisees, the man who had been blind. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was the Sabbath. Therefore the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put mud on his eyes, on my eyes, the man replied, and I washed and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, how can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. Then they turned again to the blind man, What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, He is a prophet. They still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son, they asked? Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it now that he can see? We know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know he was born blind. But how he can see now or who opened his eyes? We do not know. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. That was his parents. That was why his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. A second time they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth, they said. We know this man is a sinner, he replied. Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. But one thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they hurled insults at him and said, you are this fellow's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. And 
We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. The man answered, Now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he, he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. To this they replied, you were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, he said, do you believe in the son of man? Who is he, sir? The man asked, tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, you have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking to you. Then man said, Lord, I believed. And he worshiped him. So allow me to speak to you for a short moment on the sermon and subject title, Why I Am What I Am. Father, not my words, but your words, not my will, but your will. Speak, never in remembrance of me, but always in remembrance of you. In your name I pray, amen and amen. Why I am what I am. Jesus is walking along the way, and the Bible says in John that he sees a man, and the man's story is as such that he was born blind. What's intriguing is that not only was the man born blind, but everybody knew he was born blind. It is worth noting that in this day, such a happening would signify a lack of favor from God on your life to be born blind. That is why the disciples asked, who sinned that this man would be born blind, this man or his parents? And in the disciples' response to Jesus' question, <laughs> ah, in the disciples' response to the situation, is revealed a idiocy of judgment. They had the audacity to ask who sinned, this man or his parents, knowing that this man was born blind. How could he sin and cause himself to be blind if he was not born? Can I just point this out, and this is real surface, but I just want to point out the fact that judging has never gotten anyone anywhere that truly when you begin to try to point out why people's situations are the way they are, not having any knowledge of their life or having no relationship with them, that you come off looking like the fool yourself. The Bible says that Jesus go, goes ahead and corrects them and lets them know that this man was not born blind because of himself or his parents, but this man was born blind so that God can get the glory. Can you imagine Jesus saying such a thing that this man who was born blind, this man who had never seen the green of grass, the blue of the sky, had never seen the details of his own parents' faces, that Jesus has the audacity to say that the man has lived the life he has lived because God wants some glory. That challenges me and I believe it should challenge you because I wonder how many things in my life and how many things in your life that are 
are out of my control and that I am challenged by on a daily basis are there because God wants to get some glory out of the situation. I wonder sometimes if the struggles that I've dealt with in my in my life are not because of anything that I've done, but because God has decided to use me as a uh, testimony of his goodness and his glory and his power and his love. I wonder sometimes if, 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 if what I'm dealing with that has nothing to do with any decision that I've made or any circumstance that I found myself in is because God has decided to put me on display. And I don't know about you, I believe that that's actually a good thing. Oh, what a blessing it is to live a life of purpose, a life where you know that all that goes on with you, regardless of whether it's outside of your realm of control and possibility, uh, that you know, that you know, that you know that God still has a call on your life. Maybe there's someone who's listening to this right now and you've been dealing with something and you don't know where it came from. You don't know why you're dealing with it. Well, I, I submit to you to take this encouragement that maybe what's going on with you has less to do with you and more to do with God trying to get some glory, trying to show the world something. Maybe God has, 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 has trusted you with tragedy or trusted you with triumph. And, and maybe he said to you, I trust that I can put this on you and you will represent me in dealing with what you're going through in your life. The Bible says that God, Jesus says this and then walks up to the man. And the Bible says, and you, 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 you have to hear this with me. The Bible says that Jesus says to this man, does to this man something very interesting. Can you imagine being blind? And the next thing you hear is, and you hear someone spit in front of you. You hear them rub on the ground. And the next thing that happens is you feel their wet, moist fingers and hands on your face. And the same person who inflicts this discomfort on you then instructs you to walk around with spit and mud on your face in public. I wish to simply highlight the fact that Jesus' methods are not uh, customary, they're not rational, they're not logical, but I believe that they are character-based because let me submit to you this idea that God cares more about the formation of your character than he does your comfort. Jesus has the audacity to ask a blind man to walk through the city with mud on his face. And I don't know about you, but I question the methodology of God here because what would possess him to put this man in such an embarrassing and humiliating situation to have to walk through the city bumping into people with mud on his face. He's already blind, but now he's got mud on his face. Well, maybe God knows that there are things that he can do to our character in discomfort that he could never do 
for our character in comfort. There are things that he can do for us in hard times that he could never do for us in good times. This man is wandering through the city with mud on his face and the Bible says that he finally comes to the pool of Siloam and he washes his face. <laughs> he washes his face and he comes away seeing. The people who would pass him on a daily basis begin to see that he's now able to see and ask him, how in the world have you come to see? And he said, there was a man named Jesus and he put mud on my eyes and he told me to wash and now I can see. And you know what that teaches me? And it may be surface, it may be simple, but it's still important that when you listen to God, in spite of how illogical and irrational his instructions and his directions are, if you listen, you may see something that you've never seen before. I don't know about you, but I like to live a life of excitement and adventure. And I've come to the conclusion that listening to Jesus will lead you in such ways that you will see things that you've never seen before. You'll do things you've never done before. And you will become a living, walking testimony of the power of God. The word gets out that this man who was blind and born blind is now able to see. And what do they do? The Bible says that they snatch him up and throw him into the synagogue. They throw him before the church leaders and they begin to question him and say, how in the world can you see now? And they refuse to believe that this man who was once blind and born blind can now see so much that even though he has told them that it was Jesus who healed him, he put mud on his face that they still don't believe him. And they call his parents and say, is this your son? And is he true? Was he truly born blind? And how is it that he became come that he came to see? The parents step into the courtroom, they step into the church, they step into the synagogue, and they say, Yes, this is our son, and yes, he was born blind, but we do not know how in the world he came to see. He is old enough, let him speak for himself. And let me go ahead and pause right there. You know, there will be people that you love, family members, who will not understand the interaction that you're now having with God. They don't realize the, the growth that you're having in, in the spirit. And when it comes time for you to, for, for them to speak about you, there will be times where they, you will have distance between the one, between the ones that you love and the ones that you grew up with, because now you have had an encounter for yourself and now you've met him on your own and he's done something for you that you can't really explain to anybody else. Can I just encourage someone and give someone peace in the fact that when you encounter God for yourself, you may not be able to explain it to other people. They may not be able to explain it to the other family members or to your friends, but let me just encourage you to hold strong to the fact that you have truly run into God and your life is different. You do see things different, and that's okay. And guess what? You will get a chance like this young man to speak about the God that you've run into, the Jesus that you've encountered. They send his parents away because the real reason they didn't want to talk about this young man is because they were afraid that they would get disfellowshipped, that they would get kicked out the synagogue, 
that they would get ostracized from the community. So the young man who is blind, never read the Bible in his life, never been able to memorize scripture from the script, ah, steps before them and they ask him the same question again. How in the world did you come to see? And the boy, the spirit of God falls on him and he begins to articulate in a way that only the spirit could put forth that in such a way that they could not refute. He says to them, what is it? I've already answered your questions. I told you that the man Jesus healed me, that he gave me my sight back. Why do you keep asking the same questions? Do you want to become his disciples too? They get angry at him, but they say, sir, you are steeped in sin. Who you? We don't even know where this man comes from. And the boy in all the eloquence that comes with the spirit says to them, oh, so you don't know where he comes from? But all I know is this, is that a man who comes from God is the only type of man who could do this. There, you We have never heard a story. Here it is. We have never heard a story of a man being born blind, but can now see. And you're telling me that you don't know who he is? Well, let me tell you who he is. His name is Jesus. And he was sent by God. And he's able to do more than your imaginations can contain. His name is Jesus. And just because you don't think it's possible doesn't mean that he doesn't believe it's possible. Just because you don't think it can't it can be done doesn't mean that he can't do it. His name is Jesus. And maybe the problem is this, that the Pharisees had not yet experienced him and began to believe in them for himself. But this young man said, I know what Jesus has done for me. The Bible says that they throw him out. And Jesus goes and finds him and says to him, sir, do you believe on the son of man? And he says, I do, but who is he? <laughs> and he says, well, he's standing before you and he's talking to you right now. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that Jesus always comes back a second time. That when the church kicks you out and when your family rejects you, that he restores you to who you really are. So if you've ever asked yourself why I am what I am, here's the answer. You are who you are because God made you that way. You've experienced what you've experienced because God ordered your steps. Oh, you have your testimony the way that it's structured because you encountered Jesus in a very particular way. Don't let anyone steal your testimony. Don't let anyone taint your identity because who Jesus has made you is who you are. Walk therefore in it in full faith in full confidence and know that if God be for you who can be against you that truly no weapon formed against you shall prosper oh truly that 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 neither death nor life <laughs> principalities nor powers that nothing can separate you from the love of God Hold on to who he's made you. Hold on to what he's brought you through. Hold on to your identity. And when people ask you why you are who you are, tell them it's because I ran into Jesus. And when you run into Jesus, your life will never be the same. Father, thank you that who we are is because of you. Father, we will face questions. We will face opposition. <laughs> We'll face separation and being ostracized, but we thank you, God, that you never leave us alone. 
but you but that you come back <laughs> the second time and assure us that everything's going to be okay thank you for making us who we are and trusting us with all that we've experienced in your name i pray amen and amen like what you heard right what i need you to do is one subscribe to this podcast two share it with somebody don't be greedy now three i need to join sop's social media family instagram sop underscore ministry hcl facebook and youtube sop ministry hcl get our original songs available on all streaming media you want to give us a financial donation to help push this cause forward we appreciate that send us that cash app at dollar sign sop ministry hcl be blessed family see y'all next week